show is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. Hi there, and welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We're so glad to have you with us. We thought we would do an episode in which we explain to you some of the worst career advice we have gotten. This is one of the topics that comes up in the green room sometimes where we say, man, can you imagine if we had really gone full Mm -hmm. tilt with what this person told us to do? We would uh, be in a place like Paducah. Uh, if that were- I would be in a straitjacket. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. My name's Matt Austin, a news anchor here at Channel 6, the beautiful newsroom where we're taping from. <laughs> why, why do you have to bring up where you are? I'm j- <laughs> Well, sometimes I'm at the house. You're always at the same place. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. I'm in the beautiful newsroom as well. I'm right across from him. I have to look at his face all day she can't avoid me on the anchor desk (laughs) at her own desk we have cubicles that face each other this is why no this is you know i'm kidding when i say i have to look at you all day you're you're one of the joys uh i get to work with you because i tell you had i taken some of the terrible career advice i was given i would have never made it this far i would have probably i might have been handing you like maybe i i don't know a rose on a street corner like, <laughs> like asking you, do you want a lovely rose for your your lady friend? And I'd be rolling up my window real quick. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, I've been doing this for more than a minute, but a lot of people don't know. I started out doing weather, and uh, weather is what got me out of Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina is also my college town. So my first job was in my college town, and I was doing weather, and it was it was great because you can figure out ways to say hot, humid, and hazy. But my next big jump was from Columbia to Indianapolis, Indiana, and at the time I was doing weather. Uh, so my bosses they call me into the office one day and they say we have an opportunity. I was terrible at weather, by the way. How, wait. Tell me how bad you were at the weather. Uh, we had a tornadic outbreak that I missed <laughs> that, <laughs> on a weekend. That you missed? <laughs> what do you mean you missed it? I missed it. It only happened once. <laughs> and that's when they had this opportunity <laughs> for you? <laughs> it was a great opportunity, Ginger. We want you to be... Our evening news anchor, (laughs) you're not going to miss much there because everybody is just going to surround you. No. So they said, you're really good. We like you. You're doing a great job, except for that one thing that you didn't tell people about. And they moved me to the anchor desk. And they're like, we love you. We think you're doing a great job. You're awesome. And then a consultant comes in, a talent coach, if you will, comes in, sits me down. We go in the conference room and she says, Ginger... We're going to need you to do a couple of things. Ooh, a couple of things. A <laughs> couple, of, couple things. of recommendations. Oh, my gosh. Two. One, one of them was terrible. The other was great, and I did it. And you're going to figure out which one I did. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> so, Inquiring minds want to know, Ginger. They look, she looks at me, and I know this came right from our news director because he couldn't tell me directly, so he had the female talent coach tell me it's like ginger we're gonna need you to get a boob job whoa (laughs) and we're gonna need you to um straighten your teeth 
because I had some very special friends in my mouth. They were <laughs> <laughs> I did not have braces as a kid, and I had some really messed up teeth. And you really saw it. I have a big smile. That's and I hard. Hide it. That's hard to imagine because you have a perfect. You have perfect smile. Then great I think teeth you right guessed now. which one I took them up on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see at home, everybody. Let's get a shot of her. Was it the teeth that she fixed? <laughs> Uh, it was so, and I never even hesitated because I knew I'm like, well, and they I'm paid not, for them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the teeth. They, well, they were gonna pay for the other thing too. Were they I, really? I was like, I'm not gonna alter my body, but I will alter my teeth because I needed those things moved around. And I know it's hard to think of that today because I get a lot of compliments on my teeth. But as an adult lady person on air, I had braces, and it was one of the most painful experiences of my life but also one of the best decisions that I <laughs> that I had made for me <laughs> wow so anyway so they, that's really they good. paid for my braces but I said ixnay on the uh the boot job. but I don't I mean do you think that would have hurt your career I mean realistically here let's talk really? shop do are you... we are you asking are <laughs> What are you asking? You're saying it was some of the worst advice ever. Are you like I assumed you were going to come out with something that was like, (laughs) if I had done this, it sounds like you're saying I should have taken the no. (laughs) Okay, let me be very clear. I am not saying that. Wow, this has taken a turn. My advice that I got (laughs) was bad advice. That if I had done this, I would have been laughed out of every newsroom in America. You tried it, right? Did you try it? Yeah, I tried it. All what right, happened? let's move away from what yours because yeah. I feel like I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so I started out in this market, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Out of 212 markets, this is number 164, baby. <laughs> and so I got a news anchor job out there. We cruised right out to Idaho for the first gig, and I knew nothing of what <laughs> I was doing. I had never done live television before. They're like, okay, we're going to get you live uh, here and uh, you've done that before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm terrified. I have n- never done anything live. Don't know what I'm doing. That's what that market's for. So basically, if you're over the age of 24 and you have advice for me, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> Whatever it is. So one day after a show, I'm sitting at my little cubicle like I am now. And this woman comes. And she was probably in her 30s. So to oh, me at the time. she's older than 24. I got my first job at 21. And that was what I had here. So just to let you know what, yeah. I'm, what I'm working with. She comes up and she's like, hey, I have something I need you to try. Okay, <laughs> keep in mind, this person does not work in the newsroom. She's, she doesn't, Where'd she come from? She's in sales or something. I don't even know. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what did she did. Did she even work in the building? <laughs> she worked in the building that much I knew. She comes over to my desk. And she says, I think you should try mascara. I was talking about it. She acted like she was. this was coming from like some other place. And she's Network. like, you need to try <laughs> mascara. And she pulls out this like Walmart mascara, drops it on my desk, and goes, you need some more definition around your eyes. So you should try this. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm thinking. You're young. I'm young. I'm going to take, I didn't know I was going to wear makeup before I got this job. I'm now wearing makeup. Why not just throw on a little mascara? Why not? So my show was at, (laughs) my show was at night and about 15 minutes before the show, I go back into the bathroom and I take this uh, mascara. No one's ever explained to me what to do with this. (laughs) 
I'm afraid to ask my wife at home because I'm so embarrassed. I figure I'm just going to slide this on. No one's going to notice, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I get back there. I'm in this little, like, trailer bathroom, small market TV, and there's, like, a toilet, and there's, like, one little mirror. And so I, I take the mascara for the first time First of all, I don't even know life. what technique you're using right now. I'm like, I think I'm going to, like, hold it up. You're putting a contact Is this like what you it? do? No, I think I'm all holding it open like this, and I... <laughs> And even with that, like I'm, yeah, like I'm getting a LASIK surgery. What is wrong with it's, that? <laughs> and I, I accidentally jam it into my eyeball. And yeah, I, you did. And I blink it, and so it jams even harder into my eyeball, and my eyes just start pouring water. I mean, there's water everywhere, and then, and so this one eye is just gooing. With I look like I'm in a, a some sort of Kiss cover band. I mean, it's all down my face. I've got to be on TV in like seven minutes now, and I've got mascara everywhere, which is like tattooing you, you yourself. You spent half that time jamming it into your eye. I okay, did. Okay, great. So I so I grab the wow. paper towels and I, I'm wiping myself off, and I finally paper like towels. three minutes before, yeah, there were some paper towels there. I got it eventually. I, I probably took off seven layers of skin. I ch- I was so angry, Ginger. <laughs> I was so mad that I listened to this person, that I couldn't do it. And so I throw it in the garbage can, and I run wow. out there, and I barely make it to my show. And I talk to some ladies about this, particularly my wife. And I go, yeah, the, this woman tried to <laughs> get me to wear mascara. And she goes, why would you do that? Like, why Why didn't you talk? Who was this woman? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't really I don't know who she is. I think she existed. Oh, I think she some exists- ghost came and told you. <laughs> you think I hallucinated <laughs> this woman? No. I can, I'm still friends with her on Facebook. I'm not going to out her. Oh, I'm gonna, we'll I know she there. exists. <laughs> I know she exists. Oh, my gosh. I want a rebuttal from her. I want maybe her. Maybe we'll contact her. Stay with Florida's Fourth Estate as we go from worst career advice to one pretty solid career. We talk to the local guy responsible for creating a very important part of the big game. Welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. It is a big weekend. A lot of people are going to be choking down wings and beer and ranch dressing. And why are we choking it down? Can't we just eat it like normal people? Because you can't. We're this is America. <laughs> we got to choke it down while we watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is coming, and there is a Florida tie that's very interesting. You're going to watch the coin toss, and as that coin is is just sparkling in the air just know that there is a florida tie ginger mm-hmm. yeah a big florida tie and you know i feel like if you're new to florida and so many people are you may not know that that coin is made by a company in melbourne florida highland mint and we're lucky enough today to have vince bobot he's the executive vice president of highland mint joining us and it's so fascinating because many people don't know that that coin the super bowl coin is made there but you guys make so many other coins you do it for all the nfl games the special ones is that right right we make the flip coin for every nfl game and in the postseason, there's special coins made for every every week, divisional playoffs, conference champion, uh, divisional playoffs, conference championships, and the Super Bowl. So, how does it come to uh, be that you guys are the guys when it comes to this coin? What is how does that even happen? Yeah, well, it's uh, well, it goes back many years. So, 
the Highland Mint, we've been around since the late 80s, but in uh, 1993, we got into licensed sports arena and um, we, we got a license with the NFL. And being a mint, that's where they tagged us to go ahead and mint the coin for the coin toss for the Super Bowl. Prior to us minting the coin, they didn't know what was used to start the game. So here we are, we have the official coin. This is for the 29th year in a row. And uh, the game doesn't start without us. Yeah, that is so cool <laughs> that that is your role in all of this. And, and it's every NFL game, but you get this extra attention for the Super Bowl because we actually do get to watch the coin toss. It's one thing they skip in a lot of broadcasts. But I'm curious, how do you get into this business? You are in the mint business. Feels like you would need some serious heavy machinery to make this happen so first how did you how'd you start this whose idea was this so we, we just uh it's a business that uh we took over in 1993 it was uh, actually a failing business that we turned around and uh just with uh as the business grew we went ahead and reinvested and we're not only a sports license company we're also a uh, a mint kind of like the u.s mint except uh, we're minting uh, investment grade rounds and not currency and we're privately owned. So does that mean that there is some sort of crazy machine? What do you need to, if I wanted to start a mint, say I wanted the Matt mint company, <laughs> what do I need to be able to make a coin? Cause it's not simple. I would imagine. No, no, it's not simple. It's, it's a whole process. And yes, there is heavy machinery and we melt silver here and we extrude silver and we blanket and we're really we're vertically integrated here so everything's done right here uh on the premises whether we're minting coins whether we're framing whether um, we're packaging every component that we use is made in the usa so uh whether it's the wood it's sourced in the us whether it's paper it's sourced in the us whether it's metal it's sourced in the us and uh, so we were very proud of that side of our business. So everyone's thinking about Super Bowl right now. And when you guys learned some 39 years ago that you were going to be uh, the company, first of all, how did that conversation, that call go? And then what next level did you have to take it to? Because once you do it for the first time, you want to be the people to do it always. So what was special about that first coin? Well, the first coin that we minted for the Super Bowl was really for the NFL. And they noticed that we had strong distribution to retail stores. So that's where they said, wait, why don't you let's let's do this every year. So not only do we mint the coin that's used for the coin toss, they use uh, number one but we also sell replicas of the coin. And obviously that generates royalties for the league and sales for the league. So that's uh, that was uh, our role in uh, starting and uh, getting the opportunity to, to mint it, mint the coin. I'm curious about the business aspect of this because it seems like you bought a failing business decades ago is it safe to say that this is now a big, successful boon for you? How, how did you do that? How do you make the turnaround of a business that is about to maybe go under and you buy it on the cheap and turn it into something successful? Well, it's a lot of hard work, right? I mean, there's, uh, we've been, there's a lot of ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys in businesses, and uh, it's really uh, keeping a focus 
you know, from ownership on down, uh, there's uh, been strong focus. We're lucky to have uh, a good group of, uh, of, of employees. Uh, everybody takes everything to heart. And we're still a small business at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, it's just keep reinvesting. Keep your nose to the grindstone and, uh, you know, try to cut out the waste. And uh, over time, you make a name for yourself, And which, you know, 30 years later, here we are. Yeah, normally we say, oh, you got to go out and make some coin. You're really <laughs> making some coin. <laughs> nice work, Ginger. That's right. No, that's, a, that's pretty fantastic. So what happens to that Super Bowl coin? I know you do the replicas, but the one that is flipped and we see it on TV, where does that one go or where do they live? So that coin is uh, sent to, uh, sometimes it's sent to the Hall of Fame. And I've seen our coin there at the Hall of Fame, which is nice. We've made the Hall of Fame, <laughs> the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> and uh, But um, in the past, uh, I think last year or a couple of years ago, they went ahead and they auctioned it off for a charity. <clears throat> and the coin sold for over $5,000. So it's wow. really up to the NFL what happens with it. That's fantastic. So tell me, what is outside of the Super Bowl coin? That's probably not your biggest seller. What is like the most... Uh, the most profitable thing for you? What's the most common thing people buy? Well, we specialize in the, the coin makes everything special. So since we're a mint, we try to include coins into all our products. One of the main items that we do is custom framing. So we'll have collectibles such as uh, maybe you can see behind me, the Packers ticket frame. That's something that we, where we have replicas of every Super Bowl ticket, and we combine it with a coin, and that's a really big seller. So anything's, yeah. anything that is uh, matted, framed, collectible, everything's individually numbered that we do, and we try to give a, a collectability to all our products. And again, great distribution to great partners. You know, I've watched some video of you guys, uh, the process of making a coin. And the thing that made me most nervous was not the, you know, the melted down silver or whatever that you heat up to 1800 degrees or something so it can turn to liquid. It's the fact that you have to keep everything clean and pristine because if there's like a little speck of something, it could ruin the whole thing, right? Well, yeah, it can ruin the whole thing. It just it, it affects the quality of, of the product. So there's a, a secure room where the coins are minted, where there is where it's uh, free of dust and it's an air conditioned area. The rest of the mint, it's hot because we're melting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's just spectacular to see that done. And it's so awesome. And, you know, Florida gets a bad rap for so many things, but this is one of the things we can really be proud of. Uh, do you, has it ever come to a point where the team that you're rooting for in the Super Bowl is in the Super Bowl and you're making that coin and you're like, this better be a good coin? Well, we really look at it from a from a business aspect every year. <laughs> Whoever has the best uh, customer base is uh, who we want to win. <laughs> a businessman. That's the kind of man who buys a business that's failing, turns it around, and is making money 39 Boom. years later or whatever it is. Vince Bobot, thank you so much. Highland Mint, if you ever want to... You know, turn that Super Bowl ticket or the ticket you want to turn that memory into something that you can put on your wall in your office. What a cool idea for a business. Vince, thank you so much for joining us on Florida's Fourth Estate. We'd love to have you on again sometime. 
Yeah. Great. Thank and you very much. Enjoy Sunday. the Super Bowl and don't miss the coin toss. Uh, we oh, won't. We, we won't. won't. And you keep working that <laughs> smelter, buddy. You keep doing it. Yeah. I like it. So, so inappropriate. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you, Vince. Thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.